This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Hi and welcome to another episode of Living the Gospel podcast. I'm Malenko and I'm here in the studio together with Eunice. Hello, hello. Hi Eunice. It's already the middle of January. The last few weeks we've been talking about New Year and making the most of our time and so on. And you really see time does fly. What would you say is a big time waster today? Mm, sleeping oh. and traveling, waiting in line. Yeah, the waiting in line bit. <laughs> but I mean, it depends how you, how you use it. You can always use your time listening to a podcast, for example. True, true, true. Well, I think it depends what you prioritize in life. <laughs> I'm just kidding about the sleeping part. <laughs> so, Malenko, a few years ago, we did a theme week on prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's also something that when you think about praying and you think about using your time well, that, that really falls into that category. And why did you think it was so important for us to focus on this topic? Well, prayer is actually such an essential part of being a Christian, having a relationship to God, having a relationship to Jesus. Prayer is, I think it's, it's almost like breathing for a Christian. You know, it's, it's, mm. uh, it's so necessary. It's, it's your, where you get your nourishment. It's where you get your help. It's where you get comfort. It's where you get strength. And I think it's also just part of a really healthy relationship to someone, like that you can talk to them. And just looking at the different aspects of prayer, I think is really interesting, very helpful and very inspiring. Uh, not least why prayer is so important and how powerful it is. The article that we're reading today is called Prayer, A Powerful Secret Weapon. And it's written by Axel Smith. Yep. It was actually written... 107 years ago, Back 1912. In 1912, mm. wow, yeah. The original title was Prayer is Work, which I think is a super interesting title, isn't it? It really is showing, I think, an aspect of prayer that people might not always think about. Mm. Maybe you often think about prayer is asking for help or prayer is telling God your problems or whatever, mm. but that it's actually a work, it's a labor. I think that's giving a, a different aspect to that relationship. Let's take a listen to the article first. I think this is a super powerful, important article. Very important. Prayer, a powerful secret weapon by Axel Smith. Prayer is a force. It touches eternal powers and sets them in motion. It moves God to action. It is the inner ministry before God's face, which is the ministry that is most feared by Satan, because prayer is a force, the unfolding of an intense spiritual labor that results in great visible works. The highest form of prayer is an inner, conscious, clear-sighted spiritual work in harmony with our great High Priest to carry out God's plan with His Church. Prayer requires that the body, soul, and spirit be subjected to the power of the Holy Spirit. It requires quietness, for only by hearing His voice can the same prayer that Jesus prays 
penetrate our spirit. It is imperative for Satan that you do not pray. Prayer interferes with his power, disturbs his plans, and destroys his kingdom. He fills your body, soul, and spirit with unrest. Your body is tired, your mind is harassed, and your spirit is depressed. This is all Satan's work to prevent you from praying. When you kneel down to pray, you become aware that your body does not want to be in a kneeling position. Your whole body protests with restlessness. You wriggle for a while, and then you get up. Satan has gained the victory through your body. Your body is to be a holy and acceptable sacrifice to God. The body is to be kept in subjection, under the control of the Holy Spirit. It must not rule, but be ruled. Satan influences your soul life to the point where you cannot pray. He influences your feelings, and then he tells you that you are not in the mood to pray, and that you do not feel like praying. He inflates your feelings into a light, meaningless state of happiness, or he deflates them into discouragement so that you become weary. He causes your mind to be harassed by outward toil. He tells you that now you must take it easy. He puts pressure on your spirit so your mind is weighed down, or he lets your thoughts wander far and wide. Your mind becomes unusually active when you want to pray. Then Satan whispers, Wait for a more convenient time. Thus Satan robs God's children of their most fruitful work. Here we get a little glimpse of one branch of Satan's activity. Paul says, We are not ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11 Notice Satan's wiles when you have overcome and have come into wonderful communion with God. As soon as you have tasted the blessing of God's presence, Satan will whisper, Now it is enough. You get up and thank God for what you have received, but Satan has fooled you. God wanted you to abide in prayer. God is not hasty in his work, as we are as human beings. The intention was that you should not only pray until you had this blissful feeling in your heart, but that you should pray for a fullness of blessings so that you would never go empty-handed to anyone, but bring with you a fullness of spiritual blessings. We do not live this life just to receive a little bit for ourselves. We are indebted to the others to bring them rivers of blessings. After you have prayed on blessings into your own soul, Satan will say, Now it is sufficient. Now you are blessed. Do not listen to him. Now that you have experienced that you can pray down blessings over your own soul, you should also know that you can pray down blessings over other souls. Herein lies the inner ministry. Do not only pray for your next of kin and a few others who you hear are having difficulties. Enlarge the place of your tent. Pray down rivers of blessing over dry hearts, over dry places. 
through prayer, pour out a fullness of grace over the church and all those whom God has appointed in the church to serve the saints. Their blessing will be a fruit of your work before God's face. You will detect progress in their work. Their inner life grows and God cleanses them. You can enrich God's people with heavenly treasures in quietness before God's face without anyone knowing about it. There is no other ministry as fruitful. Therefore, Satan hates no other soul as much as the one who knows how to pray. Consequently, such a soul is also engaged in warfare. This is a battle in the spirit world. As followers of Jesus, it is everyone's duty to enter the ranks. Rest in God is not the same as spiritual laziness. A passive rest is the bridge that leads to idleness. Be along in the work so that Jesus' bride, the church, can be presented pure before his face. It is a privilege to be along. Enter into the secret chambers of your heart. There you can live with your God in a life of laboring prayer. You will never leave this place if you want to overcome fully. Well, that was a really good article, and I think it's just as valid today as back in 1912, maybe even more so. Mm -hmm. Thinking about the state the world is yeah, in. and how easily you can get distracted, you mm -hmm. know. But, I, but it's so important, it really wakes you up to how prayer is a labour, and it's something that we Christians have as a responsibility, in fact. Mm -hmm. It's not just ourselves it's all about, but we're part of a, the Christian family, you could say a Christian community. We're, we're part of a work that God himself is doing, and we can be along in that work. That's pretty amazing. Think about what we said at the start of the episode about time and distractions. And I, I could really identify with that article when it said, you know, your mind becomes unusually active when you want to pray. I never actually really thought about it that way, but I, I've definitely experienced that also when I want to sit down, have some quiet time and read. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking about all these other things that I need to do or I get distracted by my phone or I fall asleep, you know. Also with prayer, I mean, I'm just being really honest here, but I think probably I'm not the only one that experiences that. Well, obviously, mm. 107 years ago, it was also <laughs> a thing. And uh, I think that's part of human nature. And that's exactly what Axel Smith is saying here, that this is probably also the work of Satan that is trying to distract you from what is essentially the most important part of your Christian life and the most dangerous part for him. I've been thinking a lot about this quote that I've read in one of Johann Oscar Smith's articles, and he's Axel Smith's brother. He writes it like that, everyone who has diligently sought to follow Christ knows to a greater or lesser degree that we are actually battling against spiritual forces of wickedness and against the rulers of the darkness of this world. I consider myself someone who's diligently following Christ, but I feel like I don't understand this battle as much as I should be. W what is this about, this battle that he's writing about? Well, the thing is that when we, when we want to serve God, we very quickly realize that we still have 
a human nature, as the Bible calls it, a flesh. And in that flesh, Paul writes in Romans 7, there is no good thing. And you get tempted and you get attracted to things in the world, drawn away. But it's, it's not just that. It's not just something in me, but it's actually something happening around us as well. There is a world around us that we don't see with our natural eyes, but which is, if anything, more real than the world we have here, and that's the spiritual world. And the spiritual world's got to do with, with God, and it's got to do with the other forces that are against God. And a lot of what, what happens around us is influenced by what's happening in the spirit world. Mm. And here Satan also is very much at work, very much so. In fact, Jesus also talks about that, about the hosts of wickedness, and Paul writes about that too, the, the spiritual hosts of wickedness that we are battling against. And by overcoming sin, we actually also overcome those spiritual hosts. A spirit of pride, for example, that is one of the hosts of wickedness, what Satan is working with. His agenda. His agenda is to make people proud and arrogant and they don't need God. And, And it causes splits, it causes divisions. This is Satan's work. But if I find that material in my own flesh and I fight against that and in obedience to God I overcome that, then I get power in the spirit world as well. That that spirit of pride doesn't have power where I am. And uh, other people notice that too. Hmm. But what you become is you become an ambassador for humility and an ambassador for goodness, an ambassador for mercy, which is what you've gained. And that's also a powerful force in the spirit world. And when we pray, then we're actually praying within that realm. Our prayers are a weapon in the spirit world. And I think this is what Axel Smith is also writing about, that this is what defeats Satan. It defeats those powers that he is working with, then you have a power from God instead. Think that you can be a tool in God's hand in that spiritual warfare that is being waged. And it's not, a, it's not a war that's going to last forever. It will come to an end. There will be a time when God strikes the final blow that these forces are all defeated, but he wants me to be part of that, that I also have part of that, that victory. And I can, I can have that authority in the, in the spirit world already today by overcoming firstly and foremostly what comes up in my flesh. It's also written in the article that the highest form of prayer is an inner, conscious, clear-sighted spiritual work in harmony with our great high priest, that's Jesus, to carry out God's plan with his church. What is this plan and how do we work with God with this? For example, in Isaiah 55, there it's a, there's a strong exhortation to repent, to turn away from your own ways, to turn to God. And then it says, God says, for my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, as the earth is above the heavens, so far are my thoughts from yours. And that's often quoted to express how great God is and how small and insignificant we are, which is of course true. But in context, what he's saying is, turn away from your ways, because your ways aren't my ways, and your thoughts aren't my thoughts, and repent. And start thinking like me. And my own ways, what's that? That's seeking my own. That's my wanting to give in to my lusts. And I start going against those. And then I start to learn what God wants with my life. And instead of his ways being above my ways and so far away, I'm beginning to learn to work according to his plan. And his plan, 
that is for our salvation. His plan is that those hosts of darkness, the evil, the sin in the world will be defeated, which it was done in Jesus and now also in those who follow him. That's us. And to be able to do that, I need to be, have this communication with God. I need to have a relationship to him. I need to learn to know him. And that comes through prayer. And it speaks about that, those who are contrite in spirit. So those who are humble, who admit their own weakness and so on. It says that God has an intimate relationship with those. You can speak to him and he speaks to you. Not with physical words that you hear, but with in your spirit. You get to know his will. And it all becomes very clear in the situation. So this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And in that way, we learn to know God. And we begin to see what a labor it is to come into. And I think that's also important because that's what Axel Smith writes further. It's not just myself. Then I start really seeing the work that's being done in all those who follow Jesus and all those who maybe aren't there yet but who potentially can become God's children and those who, who have a calling but maybe haven't woken up to it yet. Then I can start praying for them. And he says, you can pray down times of blessing where there was dryness. And but then the question is, can I change God? Doesn't he already have a plan? It's a good question. What would you say? Well, I've always just believed that God listens to our prayers. When I pray, I don't pray with <laughs> kind of that mindset that everything is already planned and I'm just praying so he knows what I want. Like but, a fatalistic Yeah, definitely not. And, and I, I think actually that you need to have the faith that God listens and his heart can be moved by the prayers of the saints. Mm. And also I really believe that if I keep praying for somebody, well, God continues to work yeah. with them. That's yeah. definitely. And don't you think God wants us to do that too? Yeah. I think he really wants us to get involved, to have that love for other people, to show that we really care. The thing is that God works according to laws. His laws are perfect. If they get followed, it's always a blessing. But that means also if you break his laws, there's a curse, right? And that's what sin does. It creates a curse in people. And he has to follow those laws. But if we pray for somebody... He can also start working in them. They, they feel that he's working them and tugging at their heartstrings, if you like. And it can cause conversion. So then God's laws, he still follows his plan, but his laws then turn to blessing instead. And we can, we can do that for other people. And we can see people in difficulties, people who are struggling, also people who it's going well for, that you pray for them, that God continues to bless them, that he can bless their work, that he can bless their labor of love that they're doing for the others. You see how they're active and pray God's blessing over it. God does hear that. He has to, he has to work. We can move his hand. It doesn't mean that we... We change God on the, on the contrary, but we're praying according to his will, then we're praying within his laws. So I think, I think it's really, really special that he wants us to be part of that work. Axel Smith also writes about we can mm. expand. Enlarge the place of our tents. Enlarge the place of our tents. Let more people in. Also those that maybe we don't have chemistry with, to use that expression, that we, we might think well, naturally, that, you know, yeah, you know, that become best buds right away. Because let's face it, there are people that irritate you naturally, mm. and because our natures are different, but that we can pray for them especially. Also, also, not only that you pray that they can change always, but you pray that you can change and then that you can love them and not Very that this person so. would stop being irritating, but that yeah. you can learn to see the value in each person. Yeah, 
and someone I've prayed for, I can't go around and, and backbite them or be jealous of them or be annoyed at them because I've been working with that. I've been working with my own reaction and I've been working that God will bless them. That's what I want, right? Mm. So prayer, this is such an important part of Christian life. It's where I get that relationship to God. So I think that's something that we can begin 2020 with and I think I think it's definitely an area that I can say I need to work on and probably everybody could say they could work on and really to work in prayer make this make this our priority and and to see it not just as a asking for help which uh, of course we do as well it's a really important part of prayer but that we work that we labor that it's it's a battle uh, yeah, so if you'd like to read more about prayer, we have a topic page on our website and we're also going to include a link in the episode description. Uh, there's also a section on our website that maybe not everyone knows about. It's called Audio Playlists. They're categorized based on themes. Uh, one of them is uh, the theme prayer. So you can click on that and then you can just listen to one article after the other mm-hmm. talking about this theme and it's really interesting, very inspiring and helpful. Mm-hmm. We're constantly updating our website with new recordings every month, so a lot to a lot to look out for. Yeah. Okay, then we'll leave it at that for this week. And have a good week, everyone. Have a good week, Eunice. Thank you. Bye.